so lovely to meet you. I actually, I guess I don't know hardly anything about you because we've only um we've only spoken briefly over Instagram, but I know you from HTML energy. And then also um I'm friends with Yatu and then USB Club shared file life tours. That's what mm-hmm. it's called, right? Yes. Yeah. So I guess just if you could give me like a brief intro to your your work, the trajectory through it, um, how you started these two different projects. Sure. Um, yeah, I guess how I introduce myself these days, I mean, depends who I'm talking to, but <laughs> um, yeah, I'm an artist and designer um, and I mainly work on the web and I also mainly work with like handmade websites. And then always the follow-up question is like, what is what does it mean to make like a handmade website? And to me, that means mm, using like kind of these basic uh, tools or languages behind the web, these like fundamental languages like HTML, CSS, and JavaScript to make websites. Um, And oftentimes like handmade websites will have an aesthetic to them, um, like they're hand-built. So they might have sort of mistakes or bugs, or they might feel like in progress and process. I, I make uh, handmade websites. And those two projects that you talked about, the File Life project uh, is a more recent project that I've been working on. And then HTML Energy is a collaboration that I do with Laurel Schulst and myself. And um, yeah, HTML Energy is a podcast. It's also like a movement. It's a lot of different things right now, and we're still defining it, but we've been running that since 2019. And we've done a lot of different free writes. And a free write is like sort of um, an an event that we plan. Um, We've had them in parks. We've had them um, indoors. The first one was at my apartment in Williamsburg. And we basically just invite people to write HTML with us and make websites. And then, yeah, the File Life Project. I just started that and yeah, I mean, I can go into depth with that or if you have follow-up questions about that project, but um, just to briefly explain it. So I've been describing it as like a tour company, but also like a travel blog, but for files. Um, And basically, so I'm in Europe right now. I have like a two-year visa here, um, freelancer visa. So, and, and I'm based in the Netherlands, but I've been kind of wandering around and um yeah, I know Yatu and Norm from living in New York. I've I've always admired their work and we got in touch recently and I like what they're doing with the USB club and they wanted to to support me and have me sort of do a project, an art project, almost like I'm kind of thinking about it as like almost like an art residency um mm-hmm. that's sort of supported by their their initiative and project USB club. So I pick up different files from people that they intentionally want to lose. Um, and then I bring those files around um, to different locations, mostly by train or um, walking, or um, I've been taking a few planes, I guess, too. <laughs> and then I will be deleting those files at the end of the project and then also the website. So it's all kind of ephemeral. But um, I've been kind of thinking it as, uh, as it, as like a memorial to files as well. Right. Very interesting. I love the concept. Um, Cause to me, there's two parts of this. It's like the ephemeral file um, kind of like a, the idea is that they're giving you the files that they don't want anymore. Right. Instead of deleting them. Um, or yes. is it just. So, so it's kind of both. Um, they actually delete okay. the file from their computer. And then, so the only copy is on the USB that I'm carrying. So do you think of it as kind of like a, not a bucket list, but like a last, like a, like a final, a final waltz or like a last dance <laughs> for the file. <laughs> for their files. <laughs> That's a cool way mm-hmm. of thinking about it. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to like, when I kind of came up with the idea of this, this concept, like, you know, it's hard to like plan out a whole project and like what it means or like the whole concept before you start the project. That's kind of been the best part because this website is sort of taking form as I'm moving around and um, meeting different people. And then I'm having like all these different ideas. And then like, you know, like even this, yeah, this conversation with you is bringing up different ideas. So, and then that can all kind of like uh, be, 
be worked into the project as it's created and then also i guess as it uh uh is deleted eventually <laughs> right yeah as it yeah. like takes shape i find that that it's it's kind of a reoccurring point that I have in, in a lot of my conversations with people who are starting new projects or people who have already built things and they're continuing to take new shapes. Like if you define its boundaries too soon or too firmly, I think that a lot of people figure out quite quickly that just through like iterating or actually bringing it out into the world that it would actually suit better if it, if it became this other thing, but like, growing and 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 taking new shapes and just kind of letting it guide you to what your interactions tell you would be best or um like listening to your intuition but letting things grow and letting things change a little bit i think that that's really essential when you're starting something new like this so how did the idea yeah. start or what aspect did it start off with and how has, has it kind of changed as you've been bringing it into real life mm. yeah so it started like I guess the like the seed for the idea um, I had when I was living in New York. Yeah, I hadn't gotten in touch with like Yachua Norm yet. Um, I don't, yeah, and so I was just kind of thinking about um, transporting files by foot, like walking through the city. Um, and I thought that would be kind of a strange and like interesting idea of just like file transfer uh, that's mainly offline. That's mainly just like um, me walking from you know, one person's house to my house or another person's house. So this manual file transfer idea. So I kind of like sat on the, that idea or just put it in my idea closet, I guess. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. more recently when Yato and Norm got in touch um, and wanted to do some sort of project with me, then I thought about that that project and I was like, oh yeah, I should, you know, maybe this is um, an approach um, or maybe this is the right time to actually do this because um, I'm also just like kind of wandering right now. And then, yeah, it's kind of changed form. I mean, I've had different conversations with different friends that have really influenced it. Um, like one friend kind of made me recognize that it's sort of a ritual that I'm having with different people that I'm, you know, collecting these files from. And I kind of thought a lot about like, oh, you know, am I going to be in different cities and sort of be at a different space in those cities um, and people will come to me or am I going to like, you know, seek out people? And it's kind of taken both forms. Like I was in Berlin recently. I just met a friend at like a, an event at Trust, um, this space in Berlin, um, but I was just there at a talk and then we kind of like just met up there and sat in the back and um, transferred files via USB. So yeah, it's kind of taken a lot of different forms, but I also like this idea of like interdependence that happens when you're sort of counting on other people a little bit or having to, um, like at the trust event, um, uh, my friend or the USB that I have is only like USB A. So I had to get like a converter to convert it to USB C. And, right. um, yeah, I had to ask some people, uh, and thankfully one of the like trust members had an, an adapter. So yeah, there's all these kind of like interesting, I suppose, like dependencies that happen uh, when you're like transferring files and this sort of like friction that happens. So were you transferring files in like a kind of USB club-ish way where mm. um, it's just kind of like a file swap or what was the reason behind it? Um, how did you move on to like, getting files from people that they were no longer using, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So this is also like, um, like I, I'm kind of learning about USB club and like what it is um, mm -hmm. as well over the course of this project. So, um, and I just actually recently experienced like the USB club USBs. <laughs> oh, um, you have one now? Um, uh, I actually was um, trial running a friend's USB club USB. Okay. Um, nice. um, got like the experience of like the software and stuff, which is really cool to see. Um, but yeah, the transfers that I've been doing have been kind of old school, I guess. <laughs> so like the old USB style of yeah, transferring to a USB stick. Mm -hmm. But um, I've been giving people the 
like USB club USBs um, in them transferring a file to me, then I give them um, USB club USBs. So there is this like transaction that happens. So in the trajectory from you just file sharing uh, and then when you started file live, what was the importance of collecting files that people are no longer using because USB club, it's very much like these are the files that I have on my computer that I find interesting and I like them so much that I want to share them with yeah, you. Yeah, versus yeah. I want to retire these files. <laughs> you can take them on and like do whatever you'd like with them. Yeah, it's a, it, it is a little different than maybe their their goal, um, which I think it's really cool that they're creating this like community around these files and these USBs. But yeah, I, I think with the file life project, in, it's... It's more inspired by like the physical presence of being in a space together um, and having to kind of like choreograph these different meetings with the people that I'm transferring files with. And then it's also about like file, what I've been calling file mourning <laughs> or mm -hmm. this kind of ritual. I find it interesting like how certain files in your life, like they have different weight. Right. Um, and maybe a good example of that is like like a relationship or something um, from the past or something like those files like might have a lot of weight. You might choose to delete yeah. them. Maybe you save them somewhere. <laughs> like, where do you put them? Um, and I'm not specifically asking for, for those kind of files. But yeah, when kind of thinking of like uh, potential files, like, yeah, friends kind of um, recognize those as like. Uh, emotionally ha having more emotional weight i guess but yeah any file yeah. that anybody wants to sort of intentionally lose that's what i've been collecting from people and then i also kind of just like this idea of like mm, giving these files like a tour of a place that's really old so i went to this mountain range um in germany um drove there it's uh it's called saxon switzerland it's like a national park the the geology of the area is like really beautiful and you can kind of see the rock strata and the layers and yeah i just had this idea of like oh it'd be cool to kind of compare the the files to this really old place or just be in the presence of it i guess too um right and that's kind of manifested as as like a little bit of a blog. So if you go to like filelife.tours, I've been writing a blog that, um, or what I've been calling logs um, that accumulate there. And then there's also some photos, but I've been trying to like keep the whole site rather small. And you can also um, download the entire website. So eventually it will be deleted at the end of the project. Um, but if you feel like backing it up, you can. Uh, you can download it and put it on like a USB or just keep it local or something. If you do it now before. Before, <laughs> before it's deleted forever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, are everyone's files also on the site? The files that they are doing away with? Uh, no, um, just okay. I've been keeping track. So you can see like sort of a progress bar there. And then it, it lists like the names of the, of the different participants and then like how how much information or how much data they've transferred, um, right. which is all inspired by USB club and like the beautiful like ATM receipts that they created. Nice. Yeah. I have yeah. one of those on my refrigerator right now, like with the magnet. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's such a nice idea. Just like listing like one image, three songs, that kind of thing. Yeah. I love yeah. it. So to me, there's still, there's two parts of this where like, um, I thought it was interesting when you were talking about the weight or like the personal importance of a deleted file, because for some reason in my brain, when I think about a deleted file, I think about like something that is no use to me anymore. That's just like t literally taking space up on my hard drive that I want to mm -hmm. get rid of and mm -hmm. not like <laughs> special files that mm -hmm. like I'm actively kind of letting go of. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to start afresh or start anew. Um for some reason, I when I think about like the personal files that I want to get rid of, or like you're talking about like relationships, you know, old text messages. I've heard this complaint so many times how on the iPhone, um, you're 
constantly getting assaulted with like the Apple videos or the, the, the iPhone automatically generated videos of old images. And they're always like your ex-boyfriend, your ex, your other ex. It's just <laughs> right. like a constant stream. <laughs> yeah. So photos is definitely another one. But anyway, I started talking about this because I feel like most of my precious files are on my phone instead of my computer mm. um, versus when I think about getting rid of files on my computer, it's just kind of like garbage trash that I somehow accumulate constantly. So do you find that you've been getting more files that people are like, you can tell that there's a preciousness to them and they're trying to let go of them? Or is it kind of like they're junk? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, honestly, I guess (laughs) so far, well, yeah, I I haven't received anything that feels... I mean, they're all meaningful in their own way, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, maybe they're more like, um, yeah, they're not like intensely personal files. And I also like have been intentionally like not looking at them or anything like, um, that's also part of it is just putting them on the USB, um, and, uh, and letting them be there and then permanently deleting them at the end. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious because I've only done three file transfers so far. Um, a friend gave me like a drawing that they'd made, which I mean, that feels pretty personal and like, you know, just like intentionally losing an artwork for yeah. forever. And yeah, a- another friend gave me like a video from an exhibition she had made. So, and maybe that's, that's another thing that I would like to delve more into is like having deeper conversations around the files and like, maybe that can be like embedded in the receipt in some way or, um, or the website um yeah so far it's been kind of me reflecting on like my travels or like the different places that I'm taking the files I think I I need to get better at asking better questions to the participants maybe um as I as I move I mean Um, again the the project takes new shape different (laughs) things start to interest you yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, and it's also like um, I can't really push a conversation, or maybe I can, but <laughs> it depends. Like if people are open to talking about like you know the history of that file, like what what's the actual weight of it? I guess um, that's very true. Yeah, like when um, so far as you've received them, has it just been like your friends who are explicitly letting you know like the story behind it or why they're donating mm, it, mm. or do you eventually just want it to be like people give them to you and? not ask any questions so far like back and forth. yeah it's not been a lot of back and forth um yeah and I wonder if that's mainly like how it's done or something like and I talked with a friend about kind of like creating more of like a ritual around it and I wonder if there was like more of like you know I was sitting at a space or something in the city and people had to like come to that space and then sort of a almost like a tarot reading or something where yeah. they'd sit down in in the space with me or something but um yeah so far I've just been visiting different friends and then they um just make the transfer and I haven't really learned a lot about like what those files mean to them so maybe it's more of like a quiet transfer or something <laughs> right yeah. yeah I have my trash can on my computer pulled up right now and I'm looking through it <laughs> nice <laughs> And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm trying to see like what, what image of me this traces. How many files do you have in your trash can right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me check. Whoa, 343. Damn, okay. Yeah, that's slightly <laughs> less than me. Um, I have 195. Um, do you think that people's trash cans, either real trash cans or um, computer recycle bins, do they like mm-hmm. tell a story? of any sort yeah I wonder yeah that is interesting what you were kind of saying about like your phone holding more personal files than your computer I also feel that way but I also um I don't know how you manage your like iPhone photos but um I like don't have yeah yeah me either but I I don't have I don't like subscribe to iCloud so I'm always running out of space on my iPhone and then I have to like put them on my computer. So I have this big folder just full of all the images and then I move those to a backup hard drive. So I I guess that folder is intensely like personal photos, I suppose. But yeah, about the trash can. um, Yeah, I wonder, I don't know. That's a good question though. 
but I was talking with a friend about the file life project and they, and, and we kind of like, were joking that I'm kind of this like walking trash can. Yeah. I was thinking that I didn't want to say it though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. The same um, idea occurred to me. Um, yeah. You, I might you... like occur a lot of bad psychic energy or something <laughs> through this do, project. Do you find yourself to be a file hoarder in your own time and in your own practice or just on your own devices? Mm. Um, yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, I'm not like the most organized person in my digital life, but um, when I do kind of sit down and with what I was talking about with like the phone photos, um, I have been pretty good uh, good with that. Yeah, recently when I went back home, um, growing up, I made a lot of like videos with friends. Um, and for a while, I, I wanted to be like a filmmaker. So I have all these like iMovie videos from the past um, that I've been pretty good at like indexing and archiving. And um, I bought like a three terabyte hard drive and just like really went through it and uh, yeah. <laughs> made, made sure it was organized. So yeah. yeah, I feel like the more recent the files are, the more they're just like everywhere. Um, and then totally. I've been, I, I've like, haven't been able to get off Dropbox. Um, that would be a goal of mine. Um, I finally moved off Gmail, but yeah, Why Dropbox is... is the next one. Well, I move away from Gmail. Yeah, and Dropbox. Yeah, they are kind of expensive um, to pay for yeah. like year after year, especially Dropbox. I think it's like $100 or something. I don't know. I've read like stories... <laughs> I I don't know anyone personally that this has happened to you, but like people getting locked out of their Google accounts. Um, yeah. And it's kind of a fear of mine that would be kind of terrible to be uh, locked out of your Gmail forever. Um, but also I don't really want to like support Google yeah. for the rest of my life. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I moved to Fastmail and I'm pretty happy with What's Fastmail. That? I've never heard um, of it. It's um, just another like email provider client um what i like about it is they offer like um like it's you have to pay for it subscription based but they're like a smaller company i like that like i can use like custom domains pretty easily and you can set up like i think unlimited custom domains or i haven't hit, hit the limit but that's quite nice yes. like to be able to use your custom domain have that flexibility yeah um mm -hmm. i was wondering if you think that not the unlimited space, but like what you were talking about before with the phone, how you run out of space all of the time because you have, it's, it's because you don't pay for iCloud. So you're constantly going back and deleting files. And now people often have these computers with huge hard drives on them. Um, so they are never really prompted to go back and clear out their shit like we used to have to do all the time 10 years ago. Do you think that that yeah. prompts people to be file hoarders or like now when they... Mm -hmm you or just people generally when they're throwing a file out they're much more intentional about it yeah i mean that is something that this project has gotten me thinking about is like being really more intentional about files and their the amount of space that they take up and yeah, yeah also just with like the website i've been trying to make it really lightweight and like yeah out here like, like i don't know data costs um, a lot of people are on kind of like phone cards where they top up and stuff. So yeah, I've been trying to make it like um, load pretty fast and, you know, be lightweight as a website. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a goal. And then, you know, not take up too much space on your hard drive if somebody backs it up or if you put it on USB. Yeah, I, I really like this idea of like being more intentional about about files. And I feel like just generally that's like a nice practice like um yeah just with like bandwidth use and stuff like connection speeds and stuff i don't know <laughs> like i guess yeah i mean i was thinking this morning like it'd be so nice if there was like a version of instagram that was like all dithered images <laughs> maybe that's a bit old school like <laughs> dithering is like do you know what that is or yeah i'm familiar but technique it's yeah for our listeners <laughs> oh yeah for sure um yeah it's this technique where you, where i think there's a few different techniques 
it's basically a way of like compressing an image, right? And then like filtering it. Um, so they're just black and white basically when they come out uh, or the output of the image, but um, they're oftentimes like very small. So maybe that should be your, your next project. Your next project should be dithered Instagram, dithered gram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I found a nice like uh, iPhone app this morning that takes dithered photos, which is is nice. So maybe I'll What's just start called? doing that. Uh, it is called Bitcam. I'll check it out. And it was made by Icon Factory, which I actually remember from like. I don't know. They used to make like weird Apple icon sets back in the day, but I'm I guess familiar. they still exist and like unlocked a weird memory in my mind. <laughs> okay. I also wanted to ask you about like, about the second piece to this file life part. So first you have the files, the ephemeral files, um, the files that people are trying to get rid of. And then there's the Torrig part where you're putting it on your USB. Is it all, always on your USB? Um. Yeah. Yeah, so it's on this okay. USB right now. And actually, this um, I actually haven't received the USB USBs. I was borrowing like my friends the other day to just experience it. But yeah, I'm just borrowing um, a friend's USB right now. Nice. So yeah, shipping to Europe is quite a headache. So I haven't received them yet, but Very true. <laughs> hopefully yeah. soon. They are lovely. Um, so you are taking your USB and you're bringing it with you on your travels. How much of this is a travel project that's just relating to like, I don't know, where you have to go, where you want to go? Is this an excuse for you to travel or is this just kind of like you going places that you would already be going, but bringing the files with you? Yeah, I think it kind of all like aligned in this way of like, I was working sort of part-time for a startup and then that job ended and um so I've just been freelancing for the last few months and and then I started talking to Yatu and Norm about USB club and they were like yeah this isn't you know maybe this is an opportunity to do something together and I'm already out here and I want to ex just kind of travel around a bit more so yeah, I think it's an excuse to travel, but also, yeah, I've been kind of in this wandering mode for the last uh, year and a half and, since leaving New York. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping that, like, I guess it's also a personal project of just kind of like figuring things out as I move through the world. Um, but also, I think a lot of my projects are like, social in some way of like uh, like with html energy it's like creating these free rights where we're offline and we're like you know writing html on paper or something in a park <laughs> in right. rotterdam and and kind of bringing together people um that before kind of just uh talk to one another on the line or something um and bringing that a little irl so yeah. i think for the last yeah few years I've been really interested in like how can we kind of yeah get back to the physical in some way and connect with one another um but still use technology as like um one piece of that yeah I'm also really interested in that of like you know having to physically go to different locations um and talk with like people that oftentimes are like involved in like or make handmade websites or handmade web practitioners I don't know what you call them but yeah yeah, yeah. that was yeah. something that I was going to mention it's a similarity that I saw within these two projects and just kind of a I don't want to say a trend overall but people who are in this space people in New York or some of the people who I talk to who involve themselves within these types of projects handmade web mm -hmm. for instance there is mm -hmm. this this urge to bring some sort of physical part into it or balancing out this, I don't want to say obsession, but like we're all online. A lot of our work is online now. Um, and people are trying really hard to bring in some sort of like grounding presence into it. And I really mm -hmm. appreciate that. And I find 
it really interesting and beautiful how people of our generation right now, we're really trying to strike that balance because it's almost like it's really revealing itself to us how important both of these worlds are and how they are completely coexisting and like ingratiated within each other. So how do you feel mm. about that or what are your ideas concerning those two worlds merging? Yeah, totally. Um, I think I think they are really merging and yeah, um, I'm just one very tiny part of this. Like I see a lot of people here and in New York like that are trying to do this. Like, yeah, I mean, Yatu and Norm are uh, also doing this of like, I think the more I learn about USB Club, where I really understand it and really think like, you know, it's this kind of like social project of like bringing people together in the physical spaces and exchanging um, files via USB. Um, I think that's really a beautiful thing. Yeah, I also, I don't know, I've had this vision for a while. Um, a friend recently asked me like, if you had like unlimited funding, like what would you do? What project would you <laughs> put that into? And I think that question is actually, it's really useful because it's not like, oh, if you have a, like, I don't know, a million dollars or something, it's like unlimited. So it's not really about the money anymore. It's more about like, what do you want to do with your life or something? <laughs> um, yeah, totally. And I kind of like answered with this project that I've wanted to work on, just like, create like a center for handmade media or the center for handmade web. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, I definitely don't want to be like the head of that. I guess I want to be like a small part of it. Um, and I have friends that are like also interested in this idea, like Laurel is interested in this like PBS of the internet idea. Um, um which she's like trying to define so I think a lot of people are thinking about this and um and yeah I remember having a conversation with Cab who runs Arena and being like well it'd be so nice if like Arena had like a physical space that you could go to like some somewhere in New York or something um, Arena the arena or something <laughs> um and i know there's like that channel of like what does arena look like as a physical space i believe i'm getting the name wrong but yeah there's this channel dedicated to like um what would arena look like in irl yeah but uh and then i have um part of the reason i moved here um is to do some collaborations with some friends in rotterdam who have a physical space called extra practice and okay, nice. um yeah that's also like a really interesting space where they've been like organizing different events there occasionally but it's also just their studio yeah so i don't know that was kind of meandering but like yeah creating some sort of physical space would be would be nice in the future or it'd yeah. be fun to try <laughs> were you affiliated yeah. at all with the school for poetic computation i think that's what it's called yeah. Um, no, I've always admired what they're doing over there. Um, yeah. yeah. When I lived in New York, I went to a few of their events. Yeah. A lot of people are, are working on this project or this goal. There's people. also a space called Varia in Rotterdam. Yeah. Okay. It's almost like maybe we all need to like get together. And, like, have Honestly. A yeah. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> See what the parallels um, are. So what's that one? Varia? Mm -hmm. Varia, yeah, it's like varia.zone. Nice. So how long have you been out there in, in Rotterdam? Um, I've only been here a month. I've been really like moving around a lot. So okay, yeah. I guess a year and a half ago I like came here and just kind of um was visiting and then met with the extra practice people and we did some collaborations and then I moved to Amsterdam. So I was, I was living there for like the last four, five months, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I've been traveling around a bit. I went to Copenhagen for this talk series called Naive Yearly, which um, also speaking of like, like web people getting together in the physical um that that was really inspiring just to kind of like meet all these people that are online but um in one place yeah and 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, it's run by this person, uh, Christopher, and um, he's based in Athens. I'm looking it up. It is so funny how, I mean, the initial beauty of the, okay, thanks for the link. Um, the yeah. initial beauty or draw of the internet was that like, you can be anywhere and like, we don't have to be in the same room anymore. And now not only do we still kind of, assimilate into hubs like obviously in New York you know there's a huge scene of people who are into this kind of tech or trying to create this new space in tech trying to direct the future of it but even when we aren't geographically like living in the same place we are still prompted to gather together in certain spaces just so we're able to kind of um work things out better or maybe even there's something about engaging in real life where the flow of it you just don't have to try as hard and you are able to communicate and like get ideas across a lot faster in my opinion how do you feel about that yeah um i think you're totally right yeah i think it's just like i like thinking about it as like a part of technology um yeah. like architecture and like a space itself um yeah like you can reconfigure a space and the the furniture within it um endlessly like i know yatu and norm have played around with this in the past um with teal and the extra practice people are also playing around with this um like every time i go to their space like the desks are in a different arrangement <laughs> um yeah. yeah i think that kind of um yeah there's there's something great about like having both of those like being offline and being able to just like exist within a a space and get together there and yeah have this like uh connection to to an online environment um when you mm -hmm. need it yeah yeah I'm, I'm yeah i feel like it's like finding that balance or something um yeah for some reason the people that i'm thinking of who are highly online not in the way that we use that term right now to mean like chronically online and you're like familiar with all the memes that are going on on Twitter, but highly online in the way that like their work is online, they're coding, they're like building websites, they're contributing to mm -hmm. the web. Um, mm. The people who are highly online in that way, it is very balanced in the way that those people are often not like chronic TikTokers, right? Mm. Or they have mm. this kind of very balanced life that kind of, balances itself out with other parts like with some kind of physicality or like living in a beautiful place or living in a place with a lot of people where there's a lot going on just in their social life or in nature or thing like that um mm. so do you think in terms of the fire life project is this just kind of striking into a time in your life where you are traveling around already do you think that there's something there or something special with bringing the files along with you so it can like see different parts of the world. Um, mm -hmm. What's that significance? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe there's like kind of a link to like HTML energy in this way of like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like we've always kind of thought of like, you know, the energy part of HTML and like, <laughs> that's where the name comes from is like, I was like kind of one day just thinking like, you know, uh, like energy, energy exists, or, or like, I feel like, you know, energy is a thing, like different objects have energy or different people have energy. So like, why can't yeah. like a coding language, like HTML have energy? <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I feel like, you know, these files, these files can be anything. They could be .html files. <laughs> Um, and they might have energy as well, or like what we were talking about earlier of like having this, uh, emotional weight and yeah, I don't know, like, is there a difference between emotional weight and energy or is, are those things the same? I think that, um, the energy, I don't want to say it's objective, but it's more, uh, like unchangeable and then it impacts your emotional weight which is more subjective right, in my right. <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense yeah 
um yeah i guess there is like yeah this whole like psychological part of this project that i haven't fully explored um but it'd be fun to delve into more but yeah yeah definitely it's like yeah an excuse to travel but like yeah also like give these files sort of a uh a tour as well of these different places and and then also there's like this writing component that um i feel like i haven't totally explored yet but mm -hmm. right now it's like manifesting as these logs on the website um where i'm kind of just telling like writing in different places as i travel and another part of this <laughs> um or like how this project came to be is um i was i was in paris recently with some friends <laughs> and um i i was staying at a friend's apartment and i misplaced the key to the apartment mm -hmm. i actually lost it <laughs> yeah um and she was at a residency across the country like basically yeah. to switzerland so I ended up taking like a sleeper train to um to visit her and, and get get a new key. And it was like quite an interesting experience because we were like locked out in the morning, like the day we were about to leave. And okay. <laughs> I felt super bad bad uh for this whole situation. <laughs> but, and then it was all also just kind of, I don't know, like. I don't know what the universe was telling me with this whole thing, but um, it was just interesting how it was all based on this key too. Um, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm just replacing the key with a USB or something. Right, <laughs> but yeah. It was also kind of, there was something beautiful about like just having what was on our backs too when we like left in the morning and we ended up like, like my friend Emma had like a phone charger and she like let me borrow that. And then I bought like then my phone charger and there was just all this like coordination that kind of had to happen. And then taking um, a sleeper chain with like no clothes, just like what I had and then and her phone charger um, <laughs> and uh, just being like super, super light, I guess, as, right. as you move around. But um, I was thinking about that in relation to this project as this project like started and and how yeah like maybe this like what you said about like being really intentional with like what you bring with you or what you carry or what with the files that you have or something <laughs> yeah um but that's still forming yeah um and again to me it kind of comes back to the it I don't want to say that it's a shame that we have so much space it's like um, sorry to make a Harry Potter reference, but it's like now with our devices, we're carrying that bag that Hermione has in the last book where it's like, it like expands infinitely and you can just like throw whatever in there instead of carrying like, I don't know, a card holder or like a tiny, um, you know, maybe those like tiny Jacquemus bags that everyone used to wear like five years ago where they were really tiny and you could only put like your key and like your credit card <laughs> right. now our phones are like these infinite bags mm. and we no longer have to mm. be very intentional about what we carry in there and it does matter mm. because i think that it does have an impact on like i don't say your mental health but like your reaction to your technological devices or like um your intentionality with them uh mm. if your devices are kind of filled with a bunch of garbage that's probably going to make you feel less happy about using them, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think there's also like, like I don't know how much like, it's kind of like post Twitter presence of like being online or um, or what your thoughts are on like Twitter, but um, yeah, I mean, I've stopped posting there and then I kind of just created like, my own little posting system on my website, um, right. which felt like it doesn't feel like Twitter at all because <laughs> it's so just like <laughs> for yourself. But it reminds me of what that what you're talking about, like this kind of bag, because it's more of just like a bookmarking thing. Like people don't really check it probably. Like I only really know that it's there. Um, right. But yeah, it's um, 
But that's oftentimes how I use Twitter too in the past of just like not really posting for other people. You <laughs> just kind of like bad, but shouting just into like the void? No, it's more like, <laughs> well, sometimes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've all used it like that. But like, yeah, more just like, yeah, like a bookmarking right. platform maybe. That makes more sense as a way to use it. Um, I was developing a theory for a little while that if you write a tweet and you just save it to your drafts, it you get the same mm. like satisfaction of making a tweet kind mm. of. And it's a good way to reorient oh, that's that behavior. Or my well, friend and I were just well. talking the other day about how when you're actively tweeting, and she used to be like yeah. not big on Twitter, but she used to be an active tweet tweeter, Twitterer. And you start to think in tweets. <laughs> mm. You mm, start to totally, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in your own thoughts or like in when you have an experience, you kind of start to formulate like, okay, like how can I fit this into that format? Mm -hmm. How can I fit this thought into mm -hmm. a 280 character? A little mm -hmm. like banger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I think I'm really bad at that. I never really went viral. <laughs> Same. On Twitter. But, um, but I always found it fun. But uh, yeah, I mean, also this kind of energy of posting um, um, there's like, there's kind of an appeal to it, but yeah, like, um, having a bit of a break from it now feel, it feels like, um, yeah, maybe it's like a good time to be really intentional, um, yeah. uh, about like what you're putting out there, or like what you're, yeah, posting, I guess. I also wanted to ask you a little bit more about HTML energy. Um, mm -hmm. I think I've been following it on Twitter for a while, but when I mm -hmm. was reading your guys' website and you have these goals listed out um, of how you want HTML to be more accessible, uh, I was I, I specifically remember being taught HTML in high school and it was like mm -hmm. one of my favorite modules. I felt like I learned um, like I learned a lot or I got a lot out of it. And then I was kind of dismayed when I realized that there were like much, much more complex coding languages <laughs> than hmm. what I was being taught. And I felt like what I had just been taught was kind of useless. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so I was, I was really happy when yeah. I saw that you guys were, um, not bringing it back, but like highlighting its accessibility and its importance. And hmm. when you were talking earlier about its energy, I was wondering if, you guys had intentionally created this aesthetic or energy, or if you felt like this is the energy that HTML brings forth and you're just kind of like pointing it out or mm. um, like materializing it into something visual. Yeah, I think it already existed. Um, and maybe this project is just about like highlighting it in a way. Websites um, from the past um, that haven't had a lot of styling have always kind of had this energy and people have like defined it in different ways. Um, like there's, there's that website, like brutalist website, um, that kind of defined it as like a brutalist style, which right. I, I don't love that term. <laughs> um, yeah, we were kind of just like defining like, yeah, the energy of HTML, like what, what does that feel like? And I think it is kind of like this, um, I mean, oftentimes we use this phrase like returning to the source, um, which I think to us means the web over, yeah, over the course of its life has gotten pretty complex. And like, yeah. like what you're talking about, like there are like much more complex languages out there um, and they can do really cool things. And that's all like, we're all for that too. It is pretty powerful to come back to like the fundamentals of what made the web like uh special and um and useful to begin with mm -hmm. um and then i feel like that also applies to we've gotten this critique that it's kind of regressive in the past and i don't think that's necessarily true because i think like um this idea of like making very lightweight websites um is is always going to be like a a useful thing to um 
try to pursue, I suppose. And yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's like a, a more like modern approach to, or I, I feel like that, like definitely, um, it makes sense for like modern web development as well. Um, yeah. and, and our current like age of like how much space does a website actually take up and how much bandwidth does that take up and, um, Right. Yeah. When you yeah. use the word lightweight, I was wondering if you meant in terms of like bandwidth and actual space on the computer or in terms of labor or visual mm. weight. Is mm. it all of those things or one in particular? Mm. Well, yeah, that's really an interesting question, like getting really specific with that. Um, yeah, I like the idea that it's like also lightweight and like labor and like um, visually too. Um yeah, because I feel like like something about like a unstyled website or like uh, a website that doesn't have as much CSS, like sometimes I trust that a little bit more, um, weirdly. Yeah. I mean, it depends what website, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. And um, yeah, the labor aspect and like these other individual aspects, that's really interesting as well. Yeah, because I, been... I really don't feel like all websites have to be like, overly complex like if you're just trying to convey information um and also yeah. that can be very accessible too like blogs in particular i don't know i've have been noticing this nostalgia lately for like maybe late 90s early 2000s websites that are still up and running or even not even just ones that have been dead but the domain name continues to be paid for or whatever, like they're still just magically online, but people who are still using those original websites and just never bothered to update them because they don't have to, they're completely functional. Mm -hmm. They serve its purpose mm -hmm. and like staying tuned in, not even to like, like they aren't very visually clean. They don't have like the, just like the simple HTML aesthetic that is like most easy to do when you're working with it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it has like the repetitive photos in the background, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is kind of like assaulting on the senses. Um, mm -hmm. But those aesthetics, when when they were first coming up, it was like what you could do. And then that made it cool because it was new for the time. I don't know. I've just been mm -hmm. noticing some nostalgia around that lately. For your guys' goals, are you trying to create um, like a reversion to simplicity or are you trying to educate people? who might not know how to code at all to use HTML or what are some of your goals with this project? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have like this goals page on the HTML energy website, yeah. <laughs> which we tried to define this. It was really helpful like for us to, um, yeah, just kind of think about this because we were, we were at a point when we were, we had done a lot of just work on this project and, um, and, and labor basically, and, and weren't, weren't you know being paid for it i guess which um is not always necessary um but yeah we've done some work on like creating a patreon and like um getting some sort of and we're we're currently in the process of like looking for like different funding mechanisms but um in the in in working towards that we came up with these goals of like like the first one is like the human goal um and and that's basically to show like that the web is alive and that people are behind it. And sometimes I just think about like that there's a person behind every website and it's kind of like, I don't know, beautiful and amazing or something. Yeah, but, um, I agree. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, soon maybe that won't be the case with um, with GPT and stuff. But, but exactly. uh, yeah. And then there's like this educational goal, um, which is just like, yeah, like like it's cool to hear that you learned HTML in school, but I don't think that's always the case. So it'd be really cool to get it into like curriculums. And yeah, Laurel and I've both like worked at different institutions like teaching in the past, but oftentimes that's like higher ed. And I mean, I, I just worked at like the new school. So it's like oftentimes it was for like designers. Um, it would be cool to like make it more accessible to, you know, more people than just uh, graphic designers or or web designers. Um, mm -hmm. And then and then this like more like energetic goal of like 
and we've kind of expressed that through the podcast a little bit where we like talk to different uh, web practitioners about their practice and like how they use HTML and what their favorite element is and these kind mm-hmm. of things. And then, um, but also through like this Twitter account, which we haven't done a lot with recently. Um, and and that's kind of an open question of where that goes uh, in the future. But um, yeah, it has a bit of a, like a follower base, which is cool. And there is a bit of a community and we like created a shirt last year and yeah just um ways of getting people like i don't know originally when i when laurel and i created the project i was kind of just wanting to like make html cool (laughs) yeah like that was kind of the goal maybe um and i hadn't really defined we hadn't really defined all these like more practical goals but I feel like that's still sort of a goal is like oftentimes it's seen um, as this thing that like only like web designers would use or um, people in tech or something. And that's probably true, but like it would be cool if it was, it was more like, yeah, if it was cool. (laughs) Um, I think you're getting there. It's the, I think the project was honestly really successful in that, in that vein, in that regard. Oh, thanks. Yeah. How how do you think we can make HTML cool? Or do you have any <laughs> ideas? I honestly I, I think that it's been a, a really successful project because something that I've been noticing mm. in people in the tech world, uh, people who are making like really interesting projects, their personal websites are always super clean, like very basic. Mm. And I think it's just because we've been um, we're overexerted right now with the like crazy uh, personal websites. Maybe I think it's a problem that they often don't feel super creative. Um, I think that it would be cool if you had a really complex website, which I follow some people, some designers who make crazy cool websites and they're like some of the most creative, innovative things that you've, that you've seen. But when you're just trying to go get information it is really nice to just have this like very accessible nothing that's really like assaulting your senses it's just it feels easy and it feels like just like a a nice like walk in the park or like a a a sunny day it's nothing that's really trying to distract you or take you out of the experience right it just feels like as it should be (laughs) yeah that's cool to hear yeah i'm glad we kind of accomplished that yeah currently we're kind of struggling with this like also this like funding idea and i wonder if it's even achievable but yeah it's always there it's always somewhere yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) we're we're thinking about dedicating a bench in prospect park to html (laughs) so that's another project that we're currently working towards but and like kind of creating a kickstarter campaign around that but it costs a lot of money so yeah (laughs) um because it goes to the parks department. It's um, okay. I'm manifesting that for you guys. Cool. I cool. can see it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So how long are you going to be in Rotterdam for? You said that you had a two-year visa? Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So till uh, May 2025, I guess. Right. And you were based in New York prior to that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're ever back in the city, let me know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I hope to yeah visit New York soon. Um, I have a lot of friends there that I should uh, visit soon. Thank you so much for yeah. coming on. This is great. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Thanks for asking me to be on it. Um, yeah. How did you start this podcast? I'm just curious. How did yeah. I start it? Um, yeah. Good question. I think I just, I have a lot of cool friends in New York. Um mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who are doing really interesting projects. Like Yatu is a great example where I always knew that he had a lot of cool shit going on, but I guess I just hadn't had the opportunity to sit down with him just one-on-one and be like, okay, what are you doing? Can you walk me through it? How did it start? Where is it going? You know, what's Mm -hmm. the trajectory all through that? Um, So it honestly just became a way for me to explore the things that I was already kind of familiar with but didn't know the whole story Mm. and it's honestly just been like a really great way of 
getting to know what my friends are involved in um, and like honestly building those relationships. It's surprisingly yeah. nice to schedule like a one hour sit down with someone who you already know, but you just like, you know, no phones, no distractions. You're just like talking mm-hmm. and getting them to explain to you what they're doing. It's a great um, relationship builder. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, a lot of my friends out here are like into radio. Um, and if, okay. I mean, it seems like it's the same, <laughs> but like, yeah, just this, uh, it's cool. Like what that can bring to a conversation or like a different presence sort of like just sitting down in front of microphones and like people get pretty deep and yeah you can ask different questions than you could like if you're just having a conversation with a friend it's kind of no surprise that um like when you are dating someone like when you're going on dates it's just like very intentional like you sit down and you're supposed to talk and you're not supposed to have any distractions and then you start to mm. you know like you like fall in love with that person or you have some romantic connection or you have some strong bond and i think that it's mostly just a factor of like sitting down with someone and talking to them face to face and having like an yeah. extensive not intimate but like solid mm. conversation <laughs> yeah 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 that's true yeah it's weird how like even like some of the closest friends you have like you know ask these kind of like practical questions sometimes like exactly yeah um that you might like in a dating situation or scene yeah that's Completely. a good comparison we um, should all be dating our cool. friends <laughs> cool yeah that's a good call <laughs> and, um, and what okay. does the name mean too Oh, um, usurpator. It's kind of, I'm not sure if it's actually a real word, but I think it's just kind of something that I made up. Um, I don't know. I work in UX. So I was trying to think of like using like user, but something that was a little bit more interesting than that. And something that was a little bit more like overtaking or like a little bit more active. Cool. Well, thanks. Thanks again for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too. All right, have a good day. Take care.